Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the active skin repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates and you are listening to episode 169 of the Wannabe Clutter Free podcast. On today's episode, we are talking about routines. It's September, and now most schools are back in session, or they'll be starting in the next few days in the U.S., and if you're like me, September is when you get back to routines. The summer is unofficially over, and it just feels like you're ready again, right? I'm not going to lie. I love the more laid-back nature of summer, but as with anything and everything in my life, I need balance. It is like the tide ebbing and flowing. I love that some periods in life are more relaxed and other periods in life are time to move forward and make progress on the goals and things I want to achieve in my life. And so September is one of my favorite times to move forward. It's like this golden period where there is enough time remaining in the year to make progress on the goals that I still have yet to accomplish if I set them back in January, but there is still enough time before the holidays kick in and those get into full swing and I want to pull back and spend more time with family and be focused on that again. So it's like New Year's 2.0 for me. It's a wonderful reset button, just a good recalibration. And so that is why in this episode, I'm delving into our busy lives to discuss the importance of routines, for moms and their families, and we will explore why routines are crucial for maintaining sanity and productivity while juggling the demands of family life, and I will also discuss practical tips and strategies to help you create a personalized routine that's tailor-made for you and your home. But in true wannabe clutter-free Indiana style, it is not going to be harsh and it is going to be something that works with your life. I don't want to add more to your busy plate 
we are all so busy. So this is really more of a way for us to pull back, figure out what really matters, and look at how we are using our time and things like that. We're going to talk about all sorts of strategies today, but I just want you to know that this is not about adding more. It is not about pushing to be productive for the sake of being productive. It's really about figuring out what works best for us and giving ourselves the moment to breathe and bring in space and just understand what it is that will actually move the needle forward instead of just doing things for the sake of doing things. All right, and I'll give you some really fun examples from my life on things that you probably don't even think about when you think about routine, but are really things that have made a huge difference in my life. Even though they are super tiny things, they really add up and kind of are game-changing. So we'll get to that in a second. But my point for today really is I want to inspire you to take action because you can listen to me talk about this, but until you actually do something with the information that you learned today, whether it is on this podcast or whether it's a different podcast or it's a book or something you heard along the way, like if you don't take that and actually do something with it, even if it's a teeny tiny little portion and just move the needle forward just a little bit, then nothing's going to change, right? And you're going to keep listening to stuff and it's it's not really going to make the positive impact and difference that I know it can make in your life. And so that is really what I want to help you do today. Even if it's the tiniest little thing, that's why I'm going to share these tiny little things that work for us, me especially, in hopes that it will help you. And so I want you to know that you can do this and I am here to help. So if you have questions about this episode or you want more help in your home, please feel free to reach out. You can DM me on Instagram or you can message me on Facebook in both places. I am wannabe clutter free or you can comment on this post on my website and you can find that at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 169. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 169. And there you will find uh, the episode show notes and you will find links to a few different resources. I'm going to share a couple resources, a couple books and things like that today. So you'll find all that there uh, in the show notes. And I actually have a really fun announcement uh, that I'll get to in the middle of the episode. So make sure you stick around, okay? And if you enjoy this episode, can you please do me a quick favor and leave a rating and a review for the show? You can rate it on most podcast listening apps, but you can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can leave a comment on a specific episode, both in Spotify and on Good Pods. And your reviews are the lifeblood for shows like this one, and they help me reach more listeners. They help me get more amazing guests for you. I have a couple coming up in the next couple of weeks that I'm really excited about. And so I just, uh, if you could do that for me, that would be really super helpful. And I actually want to share one. Um, I got some really nice reviews this week. So I'm going to share this one from E628, and she says, inspiring, and I quote, I have been listening to this podcast for quite some time on walks or while my one-year-old sleeps on me. Then whenever I actually get some time, I start decluttering. I have made progress, but mainly I feel like I'm starting to shift my thought process from holding on to items because I paid for them to having a less cluttered house. As a mom of three and an attorney, I live a crazy busy life. This podcast has helped and I just wanted to say a big thanks end quote. Well, E628, thank you so much for taking the time and writing the review. It makes my day. It makes me just super happy to be able to come back on this podcast week after week and provide inspiration and 
uh, just tidbits and advice from my own life and get these wonderful guests on the show for you to learn from, for me to learn from. It's really fun, these conversations I've been able to have. So thank you for taking a moment and sharing how it is helping you. So I really appreciate that. And so if you're listening, you can do that too, and I would really appreciate it. And like I said, I have several amazing guests lined up in the next couple weeks, so make sure that you are subscribed so you don't miss out on those episodes either. All right, well, that's enough housekeeping for today. Let's get back to today's topic and discuss the amazingness of routines. And I want to actually start with something that might surprise you. If you've been listening to me for a while, you probably won't be surprised, but if you're new here, you probably will be shocked to find out that I actually didn't always love routines. And in fact, I kind of rebelled against them in our 20s. And we had a bunch of things going on. So it's really kind of funny to me that I didn't embrace them. But I think at the time, I thought routines would make me boring, would make life boring. And we had, like I said, we had a lot going on. We were really busy. We were starting businesses. We were working full-time jobs. We'd moved around a lot. And I think we didn't have a lot of money either. So I think part of not having a routine was a way to rebel against just feeling like we were always stuck inside. And I feel like if we always were doing the same things, it might have felt stifling. And so I think that's what I really thought a routine was. A routine was kind of this day in, day out, always doing the same things, and never really deviating from that plan. And I've learned a lot about routines along the way, and it's not, turns out, it's not actually like that. Routines can be that way, right? They can be really rigid. They can be really structured. They can be jam-packed. They can be, you know, like a checklist on a clipboard that you're checking off as you go around, right? It could be kind of like the cruise director mentality if you want, but it also can just be a way for you to keep track of the things that are happening. And what I discovered is that routines are kind of like a kite that you want to fly in the air. And with a routine, you can be anchored down. And so a kite is going to fly super high in the air if you are holding it and it's a windy day and you can catch the upflow of the air and it's anchored down. And if you let go of that kite... It'll fly off, but it won't be in a predictable pattern. And oftentimes, it never gets to those full heights, right? If the kite is not anchored down, it's generally not going to soar as high as a kite that is anchored, right? It's going to blow around in the breeze. It's going to get tossed every which way. It likely will come crashing down to the ground and not get to its full potential where it's soaring in the sky above us. And routines are that anchor that allow us to be the kite that flies instead of flounders. And so they can make those mundane things happen. Like that was what I didn't understand back then was if I would have had routines to be doing the little incremental things to move me forward, they would have made me more successful earlier on. It wouldn't have been such a struggle. I wouldn't have had to struggle so hard if I would have just embraced some simple habits. And so routines really are a series of habits. They're not necessarily the habit itself but they are a collection of habits that you do on a regular basis. And they just provide that structure that we all need in our lives. We're going to get there in a second about why they are important. But I do want to just make sure that we know they are there to help us along the way to do the things that we should be doing that we don't necessarily want to. Like take example, brushing your teeth. I'm going to assume that you brush your teeth twice a day. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and assume that. 
And so when we do that, we're checking off something that helps our long-term health. And of course, there's short-term benefits, a clean mouth, better breath, fresh breath, you know, those kinds of things. We feel better. It's a better presentation to the world. Our teeth look better on a daily basis. But really, it is the long-term benefits of brushing every single day. So that's four minutes a day. And of course, we have to add flossing in there um, once a day. So we've got four minutes and a minute of flossing. So five minutes a day is really making a huge impact on your health. And it's these little kinds of habits that really form the best routines. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll talk about these little kinds of habits. Because I think once we can start to put some of these little things into place where we don't have to think about them, that's where you can really start to see some big benefits. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With Earn In, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple. Download the Earn In app, verify your paycheck, and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than 3.5 million users are finding relief and a sense of security with Earn In, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless, and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. So let's chat about why routines are essential for moms. Well, first off, we know we are all super busy. So a routine is going to give us predictability and stability in our lives. And it's not just for us. It's our it's for our families as well because studies show that children in particular thrive on predictability. They don't understand. They don't have the same world concepts we do. They haven't lived. They don't have the experience. So for them, knowing what comes next is part of that is 
a routine allows them to know what is to come next, and it helps them be able to thrive in a world where they don't have much control. And that's why they like the predictability and stability of a routine. It gives them a sense of security and comfort. And it does the same for us. We just have the ability to not do them. And so I think we sometimes think if we can practice our own free will, then it's not doing these routines. But that's not really how it works. Because if you go too long without a routine, you will start to feel like you are floundering. That's why they're super important. Next, they reduce stress and anxiety. So think about in your life, when you have a lot going on, if you have a plan, it's so much easier to remain calm. You can take a breath and you can say, okay, here's what comes next. Here what comes out, here's what comes after that. And it's much easier to handle unexpected situations. And in the same sense, if you have an established routine and things go a little sideways, it's much easier to get back to that routine. So like this week is Labor Day in the US. So Monday was a holiday. So anything that was scheduled for like a Monday didn't really get done. It was an extra holiday day. So things were a little more loosey-goosey. There was an extra night to stay up late and sleep in and all those kinds of things. And so, you know, we have to adjust for the week. But what's great is next Monday is still going to come along. So if there's things that didn't happen, we can have a little more flexibility this week and get back into it next week. That's what's great about a good routine is it gives you that underlying structure and it allows you to not really stress out when things don't go exactly according to plan because you know there is a plan that you can fall back to and get back to. And the third is that routines increase your productivity. So now one tip that productivity experts will talk about is time blocking your schedule. So if you don't know what that is, that's basically when you take certain times of your day and you block them out in larger chunks. So it's not just a five-minute thing here and a 10-minute thing there. It's like, I'm going to take this hour of my day and I'm going to do this with it, right? So let's use my schedule for an example. I have time blocked out in the morning for writing. I need to write for this podcast. I need to write for social media. I need to write for my creativity just so I can get different ideas down. My Clutter Freedom course, I've got webinars coming up, things like that. So I spend my mornings writing and trying to be more creative. I'm a morning person. It works really well for me. On Wednesdays, I work on my email newsletter. So that's just a more dedicated time to say like, okay, here's the podcast that went out on Wednesday. Let's go ahead and grab all the links we need from there, set up the email that goes with this week's uh, podcast, and then those go out on Fridays. And then right now, I have a time that is scheduled for posting to Instagram every day. I'll do a little shameless plug here. And if you haven't seen, I've actually been posting reels Every day, with the exception of Sundays, I take Sundays off. And so if you haven't seen those yet, go ahead and check them out. I'm giving you more sneak peeks into my life and my processes and things like that. So thanks for letting me have that shameless plug. But those are set times and they help me be more productive because I know what's coming up. But even if you are not into time blocking, and that is perfectly okay, creating a routine and a plan will help you accomplish more in less time because there is less confusion during transition times. So this is not about jam-packing your schedule. This is not about trying to be productive for the sake of being productive and putting in more, more, more. It is actually about being able to ask the question, what's next, less often, because you just know what is going to happen. It's already been planned out. And knowing what's going to be planned out just makes it so much easier to move on to the next task. 
which I would like to point out can be downtime. It's not about cramming in more, right? It is totally fine and highly recommended that you actually schedule in some downtime and have some wiggle room in your schedule. And then speaking of downtime, that is the fourth benefit of routines. It gives you improved time management, which then allows you to do the things you need to do, be productive, and then allow time for nurturing yourself and your family, but most importantly, making sure you have time to nurture yourself. Okay, now let's get into what my favorite reason is for routines, and that is that it saves my sanity. Like I am one of those people that if I don't write something down, I don't have it planned out, I forget. Like honestly, (laughs) things are so busy now and we are doing so many different things. I often forget the next day. We generally do leftovers for lunch. I will often forget what we ate for dinner the night before. I'll go to open the fridge and I'll say, huh, what are we having for lunch? Well, it's leftovers from last night. What was that? And I can't remember. And it's probably because we do dinner every night. And so leftovers are just whatever we had the night before. I don't actually have to think about it. It's just already there. So my brain frees up that space. But if it's not written down, this is why I love meal planning, it is really hard. It takes me a long time to actually remember what it was that I had planned out. And I know I can't be the only person that that happens to. So having routines in place are really helpful. Now, of course, I have the big routines like the morning routine where I do my kitchen reset. I've shown that before. Um, I have a moment where I enjoy my cappuccino while our daughter is eating her breakfast. And so those bigger things, of course, have to happen. We have our nightly pickup in the evening. I have my nighttime routines, you know, where I'm getting ready for bed and all those things. So I have these big routines already in place, but it is actually the littlest things that you might not think of that make the biggest difference for me when it comes to my sanity. One of my favorite routines, I'm okay, I'm sorry, I'm actually sharing this. I'm kind of embarrassed about sharing this, but it's okay. We're going to go there because I want you to know, right? Real life stuff. One of my favorites is changing out the head of my razor, like the part that actually has the razor blade in it. Now, I change this out once a month. I have my set day. What's Yeah, it's like the first Saturday of every month. So sometimes it's a little bit longer, sometimes a little bit shorter, depending on the month. But it's that first Saturday. And it just makes it so easy for me to not have to spend those 10 minutes wondering, huh, when was the last time I switched my razor? Has it been a week? Two weeks? Has it been a month? Maybe it's been two months. Oh my gosh, what does the razor head look like? Oh, shoot. I really can't remember. Okay, well, I guess I'll change it. Okay, but I hate being wasteful. Uh, Okay, (laughs) right? All these thoughts come in my head. And so right now what I do, I wanted to be more ecologically friendly, but I also didn't want to be shaving my legs with with a dull razor, right? So I wanted to find a compromise. So what I do is I use this thing called the Blade Buddy. I'll link to it in the show notes if you're interested. And I use that in the middle of shaving. (laughs) And then every, the first Saturday of every month, I switch out the razor blade, which I love because it gives me the fresh razor, but then I'm also being eco-conscious and saving my razor and extending the life of it and all the things. So I'm not adding as much. And I, it's a little thing. I know it's a little thing, but it makes me feel better. And so I'm not saying that this is something you have to do, but I want you to find whatever it is in your home that is your razor blade. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I don't really know what to call that. So we're going to call it that. But are there little things that you would like to remember to do on a regular basis and you just keep forgetting to do it? And the problem is it's not daily. So if it's not daily and it's not weekly, it's really hard to remember. And that is why I switched mine to monthly because it's not the first of the month. I can't remember the first of the month. There's too many things going on the first of the month. I might not shave my legs on the first of the month, but I know I'm going to shave my legs on Saturday. And so I will go ahead and just, this is a habit I have just adopted and it works for me. So is there something like that in your life? Think about those little moments and perhaps this is something that you can implement in your life. Another example I have of a routine that works well for us is another example in my bathroom and it is my toothbrush. So the recommendation is that you change your toothbrush or the toothbrush head on your toothbrush every three months. Now, I'm not going to lie, that is impossible for me to remember unless I put it in my calendar. But what I did instead was I switched over to Quip, which is a subscription-based toothbrush head replacement, right? So I have the base of the toothbrush and every three months, just like clockwork, they send it in the mail without me even having to think about it. They send me a new tube of toothpaste, a new toothbrush head, and a AAA battery to replace it. Ta-da! It's all fixed. It's off my list. I don't ever have to think about it. The only time I ever think about changing my toothbrush head is when I get the new package in the mail and I switch it the next morning or that night whenever I get the package, depends on when I put the new toothbrush head on. But it is that easy. And it is one more thing checked off my list, checked out, and not having to think about it. I don't expend a single ounce of mental energy on it anymore after the initial setup. So that's something else for you to think about. Are there things like that in your life that are set it and forget it things that you don't have to worry about? Go ahead and just do it. It will, it's so worth it for your mental sanity, okay? So think about that. So the first are those little things, your razor blade moments, little things to change on a regular basis or do on a regular basis. The next one are repeatable tasks that you can schedule and get them off your plate. And the third routine that is a huge help in our home is how I clean out our refrigerator and freezer. So what I do, what works for us, there's only three of us in our home, so I actually go grocery shopping every 10 days. So I will create a 10-day meal plan. I do generally have some wiggle room in there that I will have one day that we will go out to eat or one day that's kind of a leftover day. So there is wiggle room in the meal plan. So it's not rigid. Again, all of this is not rigid. But I do also get a weekly produce delivery. We do live in California, and I'm very lucky that throughout the year I get um, organic produce delivered straight to our door every Wednesday. It is wonderful. So I'm very lucky there. But then that leaves me about 10 days in between when I'm creating these meal plans and I go to the store for our protein and our grains and our dairy, right? But what I love so much about this approach is that by the time grocery day rolls around, our fridge is starting to get a little bare. You can start to see there's empty space in there. On grocery shopping day, once I put everything back, it's full, right? It is a full bounty. But by day 10, there's space. And you can see what you've used, what you haven't used. You have space to be able to like get to the back. So there's no creepy like three-month uh, scientific experiment lurking in the back of the refrigerator. And so that's what I do. Before any of those 
new groceries get to be put in the refrigerator, I have to clean out the current fridge that lets me throw out those old leftovers, rearrange things that have gotten out of place, and just make sure that everything is neat and tidy and that I know what I need before I go to the grocery store so that I'm not rebuying and overbuying things. And it also allows me then to wipe down the refrigerator so things don't get out of hand and I don't have to do a giant uh, refrigerator clean a couple times a year. It just happens as things go. And so that's been really, really helpful in our life. And so those, that's the third kind of task I want you to look at are things that happen on a regular basis in your home, like grocery shopping, or maybe it's picking the kids up once a week at a, a dance class or a extracurricular activity. And that's a good day for you to drop off donations. Maybe you do a carpool once a week. And so you that's the day you clean out your car. I don't know, whatever your weekly regular tasks are, or even every 10 days like I do, so that's three times a month, look at that and see if there is a task, a tidy task that you can assign with that particular activity, and then it doesn't become this big thing that looms over you and you never want to do it and you keep putting it off and keep putting it off because it has become this giant mountain. So that's the third way. All right, so now that you have some ideas of these little tasks that I do in our life as part of our routines, and what I mean by that when I say, like, it doesn't have to be this very rigid routine, things can ebb and flow, I want to show you and talk to you about how you can create your own personalized routine for your home so that you can maintain order, reduce stress, improve your overall efficiency, and all those wonderful things. All right, let's pause for another quick minute. And when we come back, I'll discuss the seven steps that you can use to help create a routine that is tailored to your family's needs. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. The first and foremost, always, 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 is to identify your priorities. What is your why? What is the point? What will a routine 
help you do? What are your top um, priorities for your family? What do people need to do on a weekly basis? It is going to change and it will constantly change depending on the age of your children, how many people are in the home, what the work schedules are like, what the balance of the labor in the home is, all of those things. So it's really personalized depending on the family. So it's really hard for me to say like, this is what you should do. And anybody that tells you a really specific routine, um, it, it probably won't work as well for your family as it does for theirs. But there's always ways for you to take what other people suggest and make it your own. So I highly recommend that you start with your own priorities and figure out what matters the most to you. All right, so that's number one. Number two is to assess your current situation. So take a closer look at your current daily and your weekly activities. So these are things we've already talked about a little bit, but I want you to track your time for a week. I know that's a lot. Trust me, I've done it before. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of effort, but it really can be worth it. Um, It can show you how you're allocating your hours currently and where you have kind of some open spots or some blind spots that you have noticed before. So in her book, 168 Hours by Laura Vanderkam, highly recommend that book. She discusses how we all have 168 hours every week. And if you've never heard that concept, it's pretty mind opening, like because it's it's mind blowing because you think, okay, 160 hours. If you work outside of the home, it's 40 hours a week. You know, you got to factor in your sleep time, but we all have more time in our schedules, I think, than we think we do when we look at it from a weekly basis versus a daily 24-hour basis. So highly recommend that book. If you haven't read it, please check it out. I'll leave a link in the show notes, of course. But the process of documenting my own time was a huge eye-opener for me. I know it's a total pain to do. Trust me, I do. But it's only for a week or two. She recommends two weeks, but you could get away with one, I think, if you've never done it before and it's a real struggle. Just start with one and see how it goes. Because when you see everything on paper, it really helps you identify those areas that are working for you, the ones that aren't working for you, where you feel disorganized. It might actually show you where you have some pockets of time you didn't really notice you had. Um, And there are going to be weeks where things are really going well for you and there's going to be weeks where things are off. And that is okay. But just knowing that you have another week of 168 hours uh, coming up the next week is really helpful to think about. So that is number two is to just look at what you've currently got going on and really just evaluate and see and just notice how things are going at the moment. The third thing to do is to set realistic goals. So I want you to define specific and achievable goals for your routine. So these could be big things like spending more quality time with your family, increasing your business income, or overhauling a portion of your life. So that's one section. The next, I want you to look at ways that you could make daily improvements. These could be things like completing chores more efficiently or finding time for hobbies and self-care. And then the third, that's the second group. And then the third group I want you to look at are things that could be small sanity savers, like knowing when you're going to change your shaving razor, right? So it's going to be a combination of all three. You need a little bit of all three, Um, but you also need to know what you're hoping to gain from each of them from having this new perspective, right? This goes back to number one. What is our why? What is the whole reason we're looking at what are our priorities and why we want why do we want to have a new or more optimized routine. 
And then the fourth step is to create a daily and weekly schedule. Now, I love the idea of schedules, but there are no weeks that are typical, right? I don't think there's ever a typical week. And I think that's true for pretty much everyone. So like I said earlier, this week, it's Labor Day in the U.S., so Monday was a holiday. That means five days of work get crammed into four. It makes things a little more hectic. Things that had to happen on Monday get shifted or they get forgotten or not done until the next week, and that's okay. Um, But depending on your schedule, if it's very rigid, this could be a make or break for you, right? Like if you have things that you're like, no, that's a Monday task and you don't do it on Monday, it might create a domino for the whole rest of the week and throw everything off. And that is actually why I switched from a daily routine to what I call the doable dozen. And there are five things that I do daily, and they're simple things like a kitchen reset, making the bed, five very simple tasks that really make sure that I am set up for success that day. And then there are seven things that I call my weekly wonders. And these seven things can happen anytime during the week. But as long as they get done, I know that our home will never be too unruly. I feel comfortable having people stop over. That happens a lot, especially with school back in session. There's lots of impromptu playdates and people coming over and things, people coming in and out of our home at all times. And so it's really nice knowing if I get these seven things done, that our home feels good, I feel good, and they don't have to happen every day. And, you know, they could happen, I could do one a day, but if things get thrown off, like Monday is a holiday, then I can either make up and do two on another day, or if the week is crazy, I can do all of them on a Saturday doesn't really matter. It gives me a lot more flexibility. And I actually love this system so much that I am hosting a webinar about it um, the day after this podcast comes out. So if you are interested, if you're listening to this live and you're interested and you want to learn more about the Daily Dozen, what the 12 tasks are, how I implement them in our home, and why they have been a game changer for us, then go ahead, come over to my website and register. You'll find the link at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 169. And it's totally free, so I will share uh, with you the exact system that I use in our home to keep the clutter under control. And again, that's at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 169. All right, so that is creating a daily and a weekly schedule, but having some flexibility there. And the fifth thing is to design your routine. So now once you know what your schedule's like, right, we've done our time audit, we know what the schedule's like, then you can break down your days and you can base on your priorities and your goals and your schedules, you can design a routine that works for your family. So again, we are working on these bigger tasks, right? Bigger chunks of time. We know we have things that have to happen in the morning and in the evening. We have to get ready for school, for the workday, just for our day ahead. We have to wind down in the evening, get ready for bed, have the bedtime routine, all of those. So obviously those kinds of routines need to happen. We have household chores and cleaning tasks, But those don't have to happen on a set schedule or a certain way, but you definitely want to make sure that you know what chores need to be handled and who's doing what. Um, There's going to be work or professional responsibilities. There's going to be family activities and quality time. There's going to be self-care and personal goals. So when are these things going to get factored into your day? And those are what you need to look at for your routine and how you design those together. And then number six is to test and adjust. This is not a set it and forget it kind of a process. Eventually we might get there and that would be fantastic. But I think it's better if we set ourselves up for the idea that 
Our lives are constantly changing. Our routines are constantly going to change to fit our lives, and they will both be better because of that. And so just know that you will set a routine. You will try it. Try things gradually. Be open to adjustments. You just want to make sure that you're taking some time and finding the right balance and the flow that works for you and your family. So go ahead and pay attention to what works, what works well, what needs improvement, and then make the changes necessary. And don't be so rigid that you say, well, this is what we said was going to work and we're going to do it this way. Definitely give yourself time, you know, try it for a week or two, see how it feels, but be open to making adjustments. And that is perfectly acceptable and okay. And also tip number seven is to communicate and involve your family. So sometimes we might be a little too close to what we're trying to do and what we're trying to change and what we're trying to improve. And so it has been very helpful for me to ask my family for advice and input and their thoughts and what they want to see and if they think something's working. If I feel like something's a little off, I can kind of say like, hey, I I noticed this doesn't feel right, but I'm not exactly sure why. Do you have any insights as to what you would change or if you were setting up a schedule for the day, what you would want to do? And honestly, getting their buy-in is a huge factor in making a routine successful and making it stick. Nobody likes to be bossed around. Nobody wants to be told what to do. But if you all work together to create something together, it is much more likely that everyone will want to participate and that it will actually be successful in the long run. So that is number seven, to communicate, involve your family. Again, going back to those priorities saying, these are what our family priorities are. Here's what my priorities are. What are yours? Uh, what would you like to see happen? How? What would be a successful day for you? And then making sure then, so you start at the beginning getting that. And then at the end, it's much easier too to say like, hey, we said these were our priorities. I'm not sure we're actually hitting this mark. What do you think? Do you feel like that's actually getting hit? You know, what do you think? Do you want to make any adjustments? And then just listen. Sit back and listen to what people say and then be willing to make some changes. So Those are the seven steps for implementing a routine or creating a routine that will work for your family and your home. And routines have been a game changer for us, Um, but it has not been a smooth process always, and it hasn't been without trial and error. So like I said, the rigid routines were too hard for me, and it took me a while to let go of that idea that things needed to be done on certain days or at certain times and all of that stuff. Knowing that I have 168 hours to work with each week has been super helpful and tracking my time helped me see where I had flexibility. And now I have a simple set of things to get done each week. And it doesn't matter if I do one thing a day or if I play catch up at the end of the week, it ebbs and flows like the tide, depending on the season of life I am in. And that is what I want for you. So my hope is that you can use routines to help you in the busy seasons of life to get you closer to your goals and then have them as a loose guide when things are more flexible so that you can keep your sanity while also going with the flow. And with that, I want to turn it to you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. How do you do routines? What are some of your favorite things? If you have any of those little things uh, like I talked about in my life, I would love to hear them. Please come on over and share. So you can send me a DM on Instagram 
or you can comment on this post. I am wannabe clutter-free on the social channels, or you can come over to the wannabe minimalist family group on Facebook and share with the community there. There will be a discussion thread for this episode, and we would love to chat with you in the comments. And if you're interested, please come over to the free webinar that I'm hosting this week. You can find out more details at wannabeclutterfree.com slash 169. And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. If you made it this far, just a reminder that I would be thrilled if you left a rating and a review for the show. It will only take you a minute and it means so much to me. So thank you for helping me out. I really appreciate it. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day. Don't forget, you are never alone on this path to self-acceptance. We do. Don't forget, you are never alone on this path to being clutter-free and start again. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day. Don't forget, you are never alone on this path to clutter freedom, and I am so grateful to be a part of your journey. Join me next week for a discussion with Jennifer Strohecker about decluttering in between an empty nest and moving her in-laws. Her perspective of recently decluttering things now that she no longer has kids living at home, also having all of her in-laws' belongings in her home because they recently moved was a very interesting experience and conversation, and so I promise you will not want to miss it. Until next time, keep decluttering, keep moving forward, and keep shining your incredible light. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Want to Be Clutter-Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast.